We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast, sponsored by No Halftime, the newest way to create fantasy challenges for one-on-one matchups. Download it today at nohalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benny, how hyped are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for this three-game slate? on a Thursday afternoon. You can hear it in my voice, right? You can hear it? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was uh, like, I'm, oh man, yeah. I'm going to have to start this recording over. Is he on the line? No, I, I'm here. I just, I, you know, I mean, I've said this before, you know, with the NBA partnering with Daily Fantasy right now, it really isn't that hard to move one or two of the Wednesday games over and try to make it like a six to nine game slate every night of the week. You know, if the thing about DFS is it creates interest in basketball games. I mean, I'm watching games that I never would have watched before if I didn't have, you know, a rooting interest because of Daily Fantasy. And if you're going to kind of cater to the Daily Fantasy crowd and use it as a way to help, you know, build your product base and everything else, you know, you really should kind of have interest every night in the games. I mean, even looking at the games on the slate, we got Sacramento, Miami, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Golden State and the Clippers. The only one that I really want to watch at all is that Golden State and Clippers game. And I'm really hoping that Chris Paul does play. Otherwise, you know, that game kind of loses some of the luster that it would have too. So it's not a great night, but hey, you know, there's still a DFS analysis to do, so we're going to do it. 
All right, fair enough. Um, and you know what? I've said this before. I actually like the small slates because I think you can nail down the the uh, you know the the value plays and the specific options. It's um, you know more so than uh, some of the larger slates. So I mean, I obviously love anytime you have a, a wealth of options, but um, I feel like I'm a little bit more successful for whatever reason. Just how my results have bared out. In terms now, of- since I mean, since we have a small slate. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot to talk about. Do you actually like playing, like, tournaments more on a night like this with a small slate or, or cash games? I mean, I usually try to stay away from cash on a small night because I feel like it basically comes down to a one-on-one a lot of time or, mm-hmm. like, three-on-three at most, you know, where four or five guys are just such obvious plays that everybody has them. And then you're basically playing like, you know, one small forward, one shooting guard, and one center that's different from the other guy. So you're playing like a, you know, kind of like a three on three. So I don't mind throwing in, in, in tournaments, but I usually don't throw much cash in on a, on a small slate. How, how do you usually go after it? I try to, you know, what, what I will do is if I'm saying, all right, I'm playing, you know, every day. If I, I will do this, I will say this on, on a short slate or a, a slate where I, I, I mean, just because I like short slates in general doesn't mean that I haven't been like, you know what, I'm sitting today. I've done that on, on multiple occasions where I was like, listen, I can't come up with a proper lineup and to me, I, and I don't feel like comfortable with the options that I'll have. So I'm just going to, you know what, here's my GPP lineup. Um, and, you know, in, in case I put together the, the lineup that hits, and then I'll just say, all right. You know, I'm just going to roll with this for today or sit out all together. Those are all options. But for me, um, usually if I'm playing, I'm playing, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I'll, you know, commit the a similar amount of, you know, X amount of lineups or dollars to, to my cash and X amount of dollars to my um, uh, tur- tournament lineups, you know, 80, 20 or whatever. However, I have have a split going. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to stay fairly consistent with it overall because when what I found you know in the past last year and over the last year playing in a NBA DFS is um, when I start messing around with how much I'm going to play or buy in because I feel better about this lineup today versus another day that'll be the day where I where I actually didn't trust my own analysis and my reads and I cost myself money by not sticking to what I normally do best you know what mm-hmm. I mean so I was like if you've if you've got a you know $200 bankroll and you're saying listen I'm playing you know three $3.50 and my $1 GPP every day uh, just stay consistent with that you know as, as long as you feel fairly, fairly comfortable with your lineup and if you have a, an issue with it then you know no problem saying alright just going GPP only today or I'm just going to get ready for Friday so and the good news about that is you know, if we put our shows out a day ahead of time. So when you're preparing, you think about, yeah, hey, I just want to get ready for the next day. Uh, that afternoon day of that slate, we have a show ready for you to to get ready for the next full day slate, if you uh, so choose. So lots of different ways that you can approach it. So let's go ahead and dive right in here, Benny. Um, oh, by the way, the RotoWire DFS podcast, as always, available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. Please leave us a review. Uh, and uh, rate us. Let us know that you uh, enjoy the show. Share, subscribe with your friends. We would definitely appreciate that. All right. Um, so point guard position here today, Benny. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Three games slate. Uh, what do you like right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I sound like a broken record on this podcast, but so far it hasn't, you know, messed me up yet. So Steph Curry is still a guy that I'm going to be looking at, especially on a short slate. You need to have the guys who can be the top scorer on the day. And he has just been absolutely phenomenal to start the season. I actually sent out a tweet last night where 
you know, I, I do a lot of my writing at night, and I'm on the East Coast, so, you know, the Warriors games that start at, like, 10 o'clock, you know, they end at, you know, 1 in the morning. And it is literally so hard for me to write between 12 and 1 o'clock because I love watching him play in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I love watching him play the whole game, but, you know, he is just so good right now. I mean, ball handling-wise, he's getting anywhere he wants to get on the court. He's creating space. He's getting any shot that he wants. And, I mean... <laughs> He makes – I've never seen anybody – I've been watching the NBA a long time. He might be the best, you know, pure pull-up shooter that I've ever seen, you know, in my time watching the NBA. I mean, he he is that good and, and that special to watch. So anytime I can get Steph Curry in my lineup, he's somebody that I want to put in there. So what you're saying is we should play Steph Curry on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's a little bit of merit to it. I mean, I tried to I tried to get cute again last night, and I played a little bit of Anthony Davis and, instead of Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it didn't work out very well. Obviously, for you know everybody who was an Anthony Davis owner, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, if you if you would have just done the easy and smart thing and put Steph Curry in there, you you would have been fine. You would have cashed yesterday. So, yeah, like I said, big fan of Steph Curry with or without Chris Paul because Chris Paul is not. A hundred percent. So even before he went out on, you know, with the injury and before he set out a couple games, he he hasn't been the guy that we remember him being. So one way or another, I'm still going to be on Steph in this one. All right, fair enough. I think it's easy, an easy play. Now the next thing um, that we just need to talk about is, you know, if you're playing on multiple point guard sites or if you have to come up with a, you know, another guard or utility play, there there's a, are a couple options and they're fairly cheap. The two names that stand out to me uh, off the bat here are Goran Dragic, who's finally picked up his play after I've been, you know, just burning him on podcast after podcast for, you know, stinking up the joint. And then Jared Bayless, who gets who got mm-hmm. the start uh, on Wednesday in, in, a, in a fill-in role. And I, I think, you know, we have similar levels of production between these two. And so if Bayless ends up starting on Thursday, he's going to get the call from me once again. You love the, the fact that he's played, uh, you know, 36-plus minutes in back-to-back games and, and produced at a, you know, over 5.8x in uh, – well, I'll say this. How about last five games over 5X and one with a 10.5X and one with a 7.5X mixed mm-hmm. in, in the mix there? So to me, this is, a, this is a layup right now at 4,700. Yeah, I would agree 100%. I mean, Drogic is okay, but for me, especially now that he's starting, uh, you know, with a bunch of the injuries that they have in Milwaukee to the guard spots anyway. And, I mean, they've been doing some crazy stuff. Like yesterday they started, uh, you know, the Greek Freak at the four. So they're even getting, you know, more minutes out of some of the guards that they're able to get. So as long as Bayless is playing 30 minutes, he's putting up 30 points, he's doing it at under 5K, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm all aboard. I'm, I'm on for him. And especially if you want to fit in a guy like Steph Curry. Yep. You know, I know Rondo is another guy that we should probably talk about, you know, your boy from Sacramento. Right. My biggest problem with him right now is that he's getting too expensive. Yes. You know, at 85, you need 50-plus points out of him, which he could do. But he could also come up short for that, you know, whereas Bayless needs, you know, 27, 28 to make value, and he could go for 35 or 40. So I feel like there's more upside there than using a guy like Rondo. And if you use Rondo and Steph Curry, you're using up 40% of your salary cap on two spots, and you're basically leaving yourself with like 5K per position to, to fill in the other six. So 
I think that going with a, a combination of uh, Steph and Bayless is probably the way I'm going to wind up going tomorrow. Me too. And, you know, if, if for whatever reason, um, and this, ha- this will happen often on short slates, by the way, you'll just be left with a larger percentage of your salary than you thought you were originally going to just because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lack of options overall. And then I will have no problem in uh, taking the extra extra dollars that I have if I if I felt like um, stepping up was was a viable play and then going from you know uh, Jared Bayless to Goran Dragic or from you know even up there to to Mo Williams um, if you felt like that was the the best play possible over at 6200 so you have a little bit of flexibility in that lower tier of among point guards uh, if your um, you know salary works out that way when your lineup is all said and done. So keep those other options in mind. I don't think that we can really make a case for too many other options here right now. We only have uh, you know six teams on the, on the slate, and uh, we don't have um, a viable Clippers player um, you know in in the point guard position that we can actually make a case for because I believe that these guys are like Austin Rivers and um, Jamal Crawford are actually shooting guard eligible on DraftKings. So that's mm-hmm. the issue you have there. Um, let's see here. We already we're already using Curry and Bayless. Where, where Rondo is, we we've already said is is priced up into a tier, and then that just leaves you with, you know, Drogic and Mo Williams if um, you want to step up in salary. And we think dollar for dollar, Bayless is as good as either of those plays. So um, that's going to basically wrap it up for uh, point guard. Let's move over to shooting guard here today. We've got. Um, you know, two big names, and then after that, then you have some question marks. So, how are you? What's your approach here for shooting guard on Thursday? Well, I'm hoping that JJ Redick is out again, because if Redick is out again, it makes it really easy for me to play Jamal Crawford. And Jamal Crawford last game was only 3,800. I assume he's going to be in like the low four range here today. But again, in the low four range, you probably only need 24, to 25 points out of him. If there's no JJ Redick, I think he can do that pretty easily. So. Saving at this position and going down is pretty much what I've been looking at doing. Um, I also don't really hate J.R. Smith. Um, again, he's a $4,000 player that I think I can get 20 to 25 points out of pretty easily. Um, so I think he's pretty cheap. I think he's in a good spot. I think he's somebody I'd use. Now, looking up at the top, um, Chris Middleton, I can't use. He hasn't been doing enough lately for me to justify it. And if they are going with Bayless, that means that Middleton's playing small forward and is going to be guarding LeBron. And I just don't think that's going to be a good matchup. Uh, Clay Thompson is a little too expensive for me, so I'm not looking at him. So that really comes down to Dwayne Wade, which Mm -hmm. I don't really want to use, but there is a case to be made. So I'm going to make it, although you're not going to hear a lot of conviction in my voice when I do it. He's cheap, you know, probably cheaper than we've been able to get Wade at in a long time. And he's going up against Sacramento, who's one of the higher-paced teams in the league. And two guards over the course of the last year and a half have really done pretty well against Sacramento. Yes, bottom five both seasons, this season and last mm-hmm. season. Uh, yes. So, the place so that's that you, what I mean. That's the one place. pointing there. Yeah, it's all pointing kind of to, to using Wade, but I don't know if I can do it. Like, how do you feel about it? Well, well here's your situation. The problem is, is he's had his son in the hospital, and the game logs for Dwayne Wade's, you know, over the past week where he's been in and out of the lineup, he's, you know, the, the, the production has been poor, for one, and the, uh, um, you know, the, the ceiling for him right now is – you know, right now are sitting around less than four X on his price tag, so it hasn't been, uh, you know, too productive. The the good news about it is, you know, you've seen him fall out out of the seven K range all the way down to sixty two hundred. So you're getting yeah. to the point where it's you know almost 
too cheap for you to to not use him overall. And then you just take a look at what's happening here. Um, I'm going to probably just do everything possible to use Jamal Crawford um, in in this spot, even if um, for some reason he doesn't start, because that's going to be the easily the highest total on the board, and they're going to need firepower, um, you know, to help out Blake Griffin. You look at you know without right. without JJ Redick on the on the floor here, they really don't have a lot of great scoring options. Lance Stevenson, Stevenson has never been a volume scorer uh, overall, you know, and. I guess what you can potentially do is make a case for him uh, against, uh, you know, um, uh, with with Austin Rivers, I, I, I suppose. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to take a look at the the game logs here uh, as of late with Austin Rivers. Even with big minutes, he's done um, decent, and it'll probably actually is a little bit more more consistent. Um, here f- for this option, so you you have two choices here, and what you're gonna what I'm going to do. Uh, this is how I approach this: is I, I what I will do is I'll I'll make my placeholder play first, which is go with Austin Rivers because he's the cheapest and he's in what let's say the last one two three four four out of five games he's hit five x on the tag. Okay, mm-hmm. with a 10x game in there, which isn't even all that impressive when you just took a look at the you know the the line itself, which is 16 and six with three uh, three assists and two steals. It's not a huge game, but what it is is 10.4x. Okay, yeah. so and that's the other you know sort of baseline thing that you need to remember for cash games too. When you're in between a lot of these plays that we none of none of which we feel great about, the Dwayne Wade's, the Clay Thompsons, the Chris Middletons, you know, up at the top, um, that you know all in the 6700 range. But you could, might end up being able to afford. Um, what I'll do is I'll say, okay, I'm going to throw the cheapest guy in there, and then see if I can drive value into my other positions because I don't feel as confident as what about what's potentially going to happen. There just isn't, isn't a lot of consistent options. So that's my baseline play. If you have to go, um, if you if you don't like the position, go as cheap as possible. W- w- you know that way you don't get burned if you don't get the production or you minimize the damage. Is is what I like to uh, what I like to mm-hmm. say. Are you are you with me on that? Yeah, I, I actually love doing that. And shooting guard is a position that, if you guys listen to the pod, you know, is one that I punt often because shooting guards are kind of erratic. They basically rely a lot on the number of real-life points that they score for their fantasy points. So when guys have a good shooting game, you usually get a pretty solid performance out of them. But if a guy has a bad shooting game, because they don't rack up the assists and, and, and the rebounds and all the other stats – you know, a, sh- a bad game from a shooting guard can be really, really bad. You know, like a 9- or 10-point game from a guy who you paid 5 or 6K for. Um, and something like that really just kills your roster. So I have absolutely no problem doing what you said. My uh, my only issue is I actually will be using Jamal Crawford and paying up a little more, even as my price saver, because I just hate Austin Rivers, to be honest. <laughs> you it, can't do that. You can't be yeah. biased, man. I listen. Trust me. I, I, I've um, you know played Austin Rivers um, in a few different lineups in season long, you know, and I was in, in super deep leagues. Granted, okay, and I was just like, Jesus, this guy in the NBA is just going to be the you know Allen Iverson without the shooting volume. This guy's such a terrible shooter, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, it also really annoys me how the treatment he's getting from Doc Rivers, like playing fourth quarter minutes or playing extra minutes. Well, you know, and, and that's that's the argument that I've had and that we've had the other day. It's like I don't care if you want to start him because you want Jamal Crawford to be the gunner on the second unit. That makes perfect sense to me because you need some scoring punch there. But when the fourth quarter rolls around, that rotation needs to change, and you need your best players on the floor. And when he's in there at the end of a close game with two minutes left, it just it, it, it very much annoys me. 
Yeah, I hear you. So, uh, but you know what that means? It means he's. I mean, we we you have we have got to separate our feelings. For, you know, aside from you know what makes the most sense. And if these, if you, if we inherently know that Doc Rivers wants to play his own son in the fourth quarter, that's sort mm-hmm. of what you need when he's at near punt value for DFS. You know, it's like yeah. he's going to be unreasonable about it, which is going to be something that you can take advantage of. Not like it or not, it's going to be gross to watch and you know you may not like the field goal percentage but you know we need so little from 3200 or whatever you know yeah 3200 was the the price on the 14th for austin rivers that i just you know i'm gonna have to do it i'm but having said that um there's you know like we said there's a, a good amount of um times where we're going to see like oh man we're left with 1500 left i will if i know jamal crawford is is starting i will absolutely go up from Austin Rivers um, to Jamal Crawford for this very reason, because Austin Rivers does his ceiling does not include a thirty-seven and yep. six with eight assists. Yep. Period. End of story. Yep. Okay. I know that he had that monster playoff game. Even with that monster playoff game, I think it was just twenty-five points. It wasn't you know thirty-seven mm-hmm. uh, when he you know just got on the heater of his life uh, against Houston in the playoffs. That's um, fifty-eight points. And 15x value, um, and we're no, nobody's calling that or, or predicting that. But Jamal Crawford um, absolutely has that 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 amount of heat check in him to last an entire game, and it isn't that much of a difference from 32 to 38. So, and like you said, you don't even need him to go 60. I mean, obviously it would be nice, but mm-hmm. he has the upside, and we've seen him go for 35. Right. And if he gets 35 at 4K, you're still not going to be upset with eight or nine times value. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and like you said, I agree with you. I don't see, I don't see Austin Rivers being as likely to go for, you know, twenty-seven to thirty-two points and get that same eight or nine times value as I am to see Crawford. So I will, I'm going to be starting with Crawford if I need that extra five, six hundred dollars to go down to Rivers in order to get something else that I really need at another position. I will begrudgingly make the change, but I will do everything I can to keep uh, Crawford as the guy that I use. Yeah. So. Um, and there's a there's a fair there's a fair chance that you're going to have enough salary to bump up six hundred dollars if the salaries stay flat from Wednesday to Thursday, and to, mm-hmm. to be able to go up um, from Austin Rivers to Jamal Crawford. So um, I'm with you 110 percent. But if for some reason JJ Reddick starts, and you know we have to sort of you know make a decision on minutes, or if I have to save the salary, then you know I'm totally fine going to the very bottom with Austin Rivers and saying that's my play at the shooting guard uh, position for. Uh, Thursday. Yep, I could get on board with that. All right, fair enough. Um, Before we move on to small forward, I want to let you know the um, rotowire.com 10-day free trial is still going on, and we talk about all the lineups, our rankings, projections, um, you you want to know how we come up with uh, the the FanDuel totals and the point values and how much um, you know uh, cost per dollar, uh, how uh, how many times on their price tag we the, these uh, fancy plays that we end up re- uh, recommending for FanDuel and DraftKings are well we do it on RotoWire.com in their daily lineup optimizer section there and they have an optimizer for basically every sport you can imagine if you like NFL DFS they've got an NFL optimizer NBA optimizer NHL college football and soccer. Uh, even uh, um, has its own optimizer. So if you're playing EPL or MLS, you're just a super hardcore DFS guy, then RotoWire's got you covered. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod for a 10-day free trial. Check it out. See if you like it. If you do, send a shout-out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS at BennyR11. Uh, let us know that um, we, you know, we sent you 
and um, take advantage of of the of the free trial and the expert analysis and the and the, the rankings and projections that will set you up um, with you know the perfect lineup. You got a question about your lineup today? You want to like start with a good basis? Just run the optimizer and say, okay, this is the basis for who you should play today. And then after that, you can do some tweaking of your own and say, oh, I want to get this guy in the mix or swap out this player that the optimizer recommended for uh, a, a guy like you know Austin Rivers or Jamal Crawford that we're talking about today. Uh, that you feel like was going to you know improve your lineup. So, rotowire.com slash pod. Make sure you check it out. All right, small forward position on this. Hey, heavy- can I actually um, stop you for a public service announcement real quick? Sure. I just got a – I just looked down at my cell phone while you were doing that. Apparently, the Houston Rockets just fired Kevin McHale. No way, really? Houston Rockets fired Kevin McHale. That's named hasty. Bigger staff. Interim coach, according to NBA.com. That isn't really necessary in my mind. I know they've lost four in a row, and you know what though? You know, you, you know who's been, you know, stinking up the joint like a guy who, you know, took a crap in the toilet and didn't flush. James Harden. You yeah. Know? You know who also has been playing like, uh, like it's part time in the preseason and these games don't matter. Dwight Howard. All right. So your two best guys have been, you know, um, you know, dinking and round like they're they're playing basketball. Uh, or ski ball at Circus Circus, and you're going to fire Kevin McHale for that? Terrence Jones goes out of the game for a four-game last race. This is what kills me about GMs. Who's the GM out there? Um, is it Daryl uh, Morey? Am I correct? In, uh, I think so. I, I'm not sure. See, though. I was an actual fan of Daryl Morey up, in, up until this point because, you know what, I was like, all right, here's a guy who – um, I liked him for, you know, and this is some bias stuff um, because, you know, I was all about the Lin Sandy back in the day because, you know, it was just like a sort of hero thing for Asian mi- minorities that are, that are that are out there. Just like, you know, something that you never saw. And then Maury went out and um, signed him to it to like a multi-year contract. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like, all right, cool. This is a guy. And he and there was like all these analytics behind him and why Jeremy Lin made sense. You know, it wasn't uh uh, like a just a, oh you know we want to sign Linsanity. Uh, mm. It was you know it was based in advanced stats. Yeah, Daryl Morey is is the GM just to confirm. So for him to do this, I, I hope he has some some actual basis for doing this this early in the season. Like he feels like the um the uh you know like the, the he somehow lost a team or something like that. But I really have a yeah. hard time believing that this early in the season after the deep run that they made. I mean, they took down the Clippers and were ba- w- wasn't th- weren't they Western Conference finalists last year? Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, it does it does seem like Mikhail's done enough to buy himself some goodwill, but come on. Like you said, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't. It's a case where like like you said, both of those guys have been playing horrible. Is it a case that he lost the locker room? Is it a case that those guys don't want to play for him? You know, if that's the situation then then maybe this is the change that they needed, but Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, we all expected the Rockets to be better than this to start the year. I realize they've had a lot of injuries, but I do think that the big thing, and I mean, we talked about this beforehand, before the season even started. Like, I don't think Ty Lawson was the right fit for that team. You need to have the ball in Harden's hands. Yeah, it's a Rondo situation I, with Dallas. No. It's like you, Ty Lawson yes. needs to, ha- to hold handle the ball a ton in order to um you know get the the appropriate shots and James Harden won't let that happen. He won't. You know, it's it's the other problem that 
with what I had with the Dallas situation is that to me that absolutely should have been Rondo's job. Why does uh, Monte Ellis need to be touching the ball all the time? Like he's all of a sudden a better ball distributor, you know? Mm-hmm. Or uh, so I just you know was p- like puzzled by um, Rick Carlisle, f- who for whatever reason has been known sort of like like as a tyrant in terms of running his you know system to perfection. Like you have to play this way, you know? And you see you sort of how Rondo's been succeeding. It's because George Carl rolls the ball out and says, "Okay, do do what you do best. Get us into the best shots. Play fast pace when it makes sense. Settle, settle us down and get and get the, the the ball to our best shot maker, Demarcus Cousins. Uh, you know when we're when we need to be in the half court set, and he's not allowing Ty Lawson to do that. And Rick Carl didn't allow Rajon Rondo to do that either. So you know, um, the, they capped his minutes. They played him like twenty six minutes, and then people were upset that he was only getting five assists per game. They're like, oh, Rondo's not even playable anymore. Well, you know, sometimes you have to blame the coach for not adapting to his players. I don't know if that's what ha- what's happening here. By the way, that's not really a public service announcement. That's breaking news. You know what I mean? A public service yeah. announcement's like, um, you know, make sure you, um, you know, uh, help out your your soup kitchen. You know, or donate some some coats or something like that. I was like thinking you were gonna do something charitable. You know, <laughs> with your public, oh, public yeah, service. Yeah, no, not, not none of that stuff. Uh, I just wanted everybody to know that Kevin McHale got fired. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. You know, so we'll see if there's some um, actual lineup of people. What I would have this is the, the problem with the NBA is the the coaches are. It's not like the. Um, the the NFL, you know, where the coaches are probably arguably as important as the players, or the scheme as important as the players. The 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 players themselves, especially the star players, rule the NBA. They want a coach yes. fired. You're getting you're getting fair fired. All you have to do is start playing like crap. Okay, when you're in a four year deal, especially year one of the four year deal, and then just go complain to management about how you hate your coach. You know, and then guess what? The guy, you know, you lose some games and the guy gets fired. So you know, they're really at the mercy of um, uh, of the players, but yeah. on the other side of that too, it's up to these coaches who are getting paid millions of dollars to figure out how to get the most out of their players. And when they're not, and you see James Harden, you know, do what he's doing, you know, call it the the Chloe Kardashian curse, whatever you want to call it, you know, God. he's stunk. So, um, and that's, I mean, that is on a lot on James Harden, but it also is on on Kevin McHale. I, but I just think this is hasty, to, just to be honest. So, yep. All right, let's move along here. Small forward position, LeBron James, Rudy Gay, uh, your boy Giannis, Antetokounmpo. I'm going to just help you out there. Uh, there you go. <laughs> are, are up at the top. Then after that, it gets very ugly very fast. So uh, what's going to be your approach at small forward for Thursday? Yeah, I think you do have to spend up at the position on uh, on Thursday. I don't think you can really go down to some of those cheaper guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the fact that they started Giannis yesterday at the four. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they could actually do that again against um, Cleveland. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I think he can guard Love. I don't think that's too much of a mismatch there. No, that's there. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Love's uh, not so, on the wing more than he is inside anyway. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was looking at the matchup and thinking, all right, is this a one? Like, if they're playing Utah, I don't think they can do that with favors down there. But against the team, you know, where they have like kind of like a stretch four that stays out there, I, I think they can get away with it. And the thing I like about him playing the four is he's closer to the basket, so he gets more rebounds. So you're getting a guy who I think he's still listed as like a shooting guard on some on some sites. So you're basically getting a shooting guard who can, you know, score a few points for you, get you some steals, some blocks, some assists. And he's probably going to get close to, you know, eight to ten rebounds if he's playing down low. So I do like him, and I think that, uh, you know, he's somebody that you can look at. I also think LeBron James is in a pretty good spot. You know, a lot of times on these small slates, 
you know, you wind up with a lot of money to spend at the end. So if I could start with maybe Giannis in there, or then I wind up with LeBron if I have money left over and I like the way everything else looks, you know, I wouldn't be upset with that either. Uh, Rudy Gay, I don't like the fact that they're going up against Miami. Miami's usually a slower-paced team. Uh, it's a team that ticks down teams that play fast, so I usually downgrade guys. And it's not like Gay's really been setting the world on fire lately. So he's I think I would good. probably... He's been the last two, last three out of four. He's the last been pretty co- good. Yeah, the last couple, he actually has been picking it up. But I mean, when he was... You know, I felt like he played worse with the Marcus Cousins out when I was expecting a lot out of him. So maybe I'm still biased because of that. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, which is true. I mean, if you look at the one, two, three, four, five, six game stretch where they lost, he only cracked um, 20 points in two out of the six contests. So he definitely struggled, and he got um, you know 30 minutes almost every time. So it was disappointing overall. And just taking a look at that six game stretch, he only hit five x once. With the with the with the six losses, but you know that for whatever people need to understand this about that six game stretch about uh, with with the Sacramento Kings where they went one and seven. That's a brutal brutal schedule. Okay, it's they got the Clippers twice in three games. They lost both. They got um, Phoenix was at, they got Memphis next. Phoenix was a borderline playoff team. Then Houston. Then Golden State. Then San Antonio. I'm like, what do you want from that team? You got two of the best defensive teams, and then the Clippers twice who. You know, were you know Western Conference semifinalists, so they got trashed a bunch of times against really good teams, and they were they never got blown out in any contest, any one of those games. By the way, they were actually beating Golden State and held Steph Curry to like I think 0 for 9 from three in that game, and then you know Golden State still ends up you know winning by nine and cruising down the stretch in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, the, the, so I'm willing to just say, all right. No to Marcus Cousins, tough matchup overall. I'm not going to be too concerned about the level of production, aside from the fact that Rondo was actually start, start, trying to like slowly carry this team and, and hold together and pick it up. He was the one bright spot. So, Rodier gets a little bit of a, ca- a pass for me against a, a, a gross, disgusting stretch in the Kings' schedule. And, you know, um, it looks like to me, three out of the four, he's back on track. And having said that, too, the price has, you've gotten a significant discount. He started the season at 7,700, all the way down to 68. So, on a, uh, I can always make a case for LeBron. Let's start there, okay? But it's, if you're playing, if you're paying for Curry, it's going to be very tough to get, you know, to, you're going to be in that 5,500 a player range very quickly mm-hmm. if you play Curry and LeBron, which is very tough on this slate, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's one. You can try it. Let's see if it works out. See if you have the funds. If you, especially if you can get in, if you have to use Austin Rivers, you'll, that'll, that'll boost you. Or even, you know, Jamal Crawford. So you can save some cash there and maybe, maybe make it work. Um, Rudy Gay is going to be my second option, and then uh, Atentacupo will, will will be third. For all the you know the the you know Swiss Army production that you can get out of Atentacupo, to me, the one knock that I have on him personally is he really. I, you, this is what I wanted to see, and I was hoping he leveled up when he went through, uh, you know four out of the first five games scoring twenty points or more. Then ever since then, he he tops out at sixteen points. In the next six games, you know, with a mm-hmm. nine-point performance in the last matchup there and an 11-point performance, I th- if you want to see Giannis turn into a superstar and use that, like, you know, th- that size and that crazy athleticism that he has, you cannot put out a nine-point performance against Washington, against one of the worst small forwards, uh, you know, defensively in the league. You can't burn fantasy owners like that is what, you know, you're going to make us not trust you. So I don't think you have that problem with Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is going to get shots, and for the most part, it's going to score. So um, that, that's why I'm going to, you know, he would be my tiebreaker um, as my play at the small forward today over Giannis Antetokounmpo. So 
and then aside from the fact that it's not a it's never a plus matchup when LeBron James is your is the other guy on the other side of the floor that you're normally projected to be matched up at the three. Well, if, that's I was going to say that's if he's playing the three. Right. I think they're going to keep him over at the four. I think they're going to have Middleton on LeBron. Not that that's a good matchup for Middleton, mm-hmm. but um, I I would agree with you there. I I try not to play, and this is something I don't know how do how do you feel about this? I actually try not to play high price guys when I know they're going to be guarding like a stud, like a LeBron or, or a, you know, a Westbrook or a Durant. Cause I feel like you put so much energy into the defensive end that a lot of times, you know, they suffer on the other side of the floor. Well, I, you know what I try to do as I try to try to lean more to, towards the numbers than um, the actual, um, you know, like stud versus stud sort of thing. Cause here's the thing, like for whatever reason, uh, you know me, I'm a Sacramento Kings fan. When Rudy Gay is playing Kevin Durant, for whatever reason, his focus and attention on both ends of the floor goes to another level. He's like, Oh, this is the dude that, you know, this is the best guy in the league. I got to step my game up. I see just like all of a sudden more defensive effort. He's diving for balls. He's on, you know, Kevin Durant's waist the entire game. He's coming back the other side of the floor, working hard to show that, you know, he's everybody, everybody as good as KD and he gets his 25 points. So I don't understand that, you know, maybe that's sort of the competitive nature in the, in the guy too. Um, uh, you know, and here's the other thing too. It's early enough in the season for people shouldn't be having to like you know worry about you know, who you're playing on the other side. You shouldn't be tired or like worn down by the NBA season right now because of your you know defensive matchups throughout the season or you know three games and four nights or any of that stuff. So um, I think there's definitely merit to it. But today is not the day that I'm going to sweat it. I will sweat Giannis because um, you know well it, it's 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 two ways. If he starts at the four, much more interesting. I'm with you. Like I'm with you. Kevin Love is definitely a guy that you you you. you feel a lot better about mm-hmm. um lebron james you know really deflates your value on the defensive end for me overall personally too and lebron's mad by the way too so <laughs> this might be the perfect game dude you see him rant about how he you know they lose to the pistons and he sort of like you know blame the rest of his team for putting a half-assed effort i think is what he said so no, i actually didn't see yeah. that i gotta go look for the clip now. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so- so if you're getting pissed off LeBron, you got to figure out a way to get him in your roster. Yeah, it's, it's, you could go for like seventy right. and just remind everybody why he's right. Throw why he's LeBron. <laughs> right. Throw Curry in there. Throw LeBron in there. Set up your GPP, and you know, and if you can make that work, you you might get you know a little sixty ball action out of, out of LeBron yeah. on on Thursday. So now here's here's the problem with that though. Mm-hmm. Did you look at the power forward options today? Because this is a really good list, and it's kind of tough to you know, pinpoint who you want to go with in this one. All right, let's just quickly put a bow on small four before we move on to that there. Um, you know, you have a punt play potential option in um, Lance Stevenson at 3,200, okay, who had been, who's, do you mean GPP only because he's so inconsistent? I believe he actually had a mm-hmm. negative, um, uh, yeah, he had a turnover. So if you get penalized for turnovers, um, then you lost fantasy points for Lance Stevenson, which is a joke. Uh, I don't even know why he – If there was, it doesn't show that it was injury-related, but for whatever reason, he didn't play any minutes at all, hardly. Um, Luol Deng is is maybe a guy that you could make a case for at, at 4,300. Um, you know, scored 20 points in his last contest against Minnesota, which we, we know they're not great defensively. But it's been fairly uh, – okay-ish you know he's been in he's had a couple of games you know two of the last four four where he's popped up with 30 plus points so if you feel like you want to roll him um against sacramento then i'm fine with that um having said that too i'm going to do everything i can to get rudy a in there or lebron james if i can afford them those are going to be my top two options the punts don't really look attractive for anything else other than gpps all right so now we want to talk about power forwards here and okay so 
this is the issue that you have. Let's say that you use LeBron James and you use Steph Curry. You definitely don't have the room to use DeMarcus Cousins or Blake Griffin or even Kevin Love, for that matter, um, in your lineup. So you've we, you've taken what? Okay. You might well, is it Monroe? Take... Is it Monroe getting expensive, too? He might be on that list, too. Uh, yeah, guys what, that I'm you actually, might not be able to afford. <laughs> Monroe, yeah, Monroe's definitely in that list. I bet you Chris Bosh is in this list. Yeah, Chris Bosh, seventy three hundred is actually the most affordable of the bunch. Um, Draymond Green at seventy four hundred is right to price them. So you've priced yourself entirely out of this tier. Is 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 basically uh, the issue that you have now? Where can we get some value out of this? Let's see if we can take a look here. Um, Whew, it is very ugly very quickly. Jabari Parker's probably out. Jabari so. Parker's not traveling with the team. He's definitely Okay, out. so he's definitely out. Okay, so. I mean, Johnny O'Brien, do you want to do I don't want to do that. Um, you know what you you might need to do, which is, I don't know, I don't, it's, which is very, it's, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow, but the guy has hit 5X in back-to-back contests and actually got run with. John Henson. Yes, yeah, he got yeah, run. That's who, I was, that's who I was looking at, too, but even that is. Good. Yeah, it's you go. well. It's it's <laughs> you, you. You just set your Pepto Bismol or right next to the your power forward position in the lineup. You take a swig and you put John Henson in there. You know, so um, thirty nine hundred right now on DraftKings is it's another you know like um Austin Rivers Jamal Crawford situation too where if you know that you have to save some money at this then you try to spend as little as possible so you don't get burned too much. Um, can we make a case for Tristan Thompson here? I'm going to say basically he has the same sort of stat lines as John Henson's been putting up lately, but he's costing 4900 or 5k. So I don't really don't think you really want to go that route. Yes, but... You might as well just save the money if you're if you if you're going to do it. Um well, let's let's think about this. If you're using Steph, mm-hmm. you're using what? Maybe 11k, we'll say, is his price tag. Mm-hmm. And then you use who else do we say? Bayless. So that's about five. So that's 16 right there. Okay. Whether you use Rivers or Crawford, you're at about 20. So then if you use, um, you know, LeBron, you're at 30. If you use either Gay or, um, you know, Giannis, you're at somewhere around like 27. Mm-hmm. So that would give you 23,000 to put in a power forward, a forward, a utility guy, and a center. So if you use the 10K on Cousins or Griffin here, you know, yeah, you're basically down to 1,300 to fill in three spots, mm-hmm. which would be very tough to do. Although, honestly, I mean, there's really only one center that makes sense for upside. To, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge DeMar- uh, DeAndre Johnson fan. So the only center that makes any sense to use would be Whiteside. But I think I'd rather look at, center as the spot that i'm going to be saving mm-hmm. um because i think that if you're gonna i think you have to pay up for at least one decent big man yeah to be honest with you what i'm basically talking myself in a circle about is i don't know if you could really fit steph curry and lebron in the same lineup tomorrow uh well here's my thing actually what i'm doing i think i've i've i figured out exactly how i'm i would approach this okay okay um what you know what you have lebron james Okay, you got to make a choice if you want two of these big men. Okay, if you we're, 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 let's say we've locked Curry in. Now you want LeBron James in there, who on um, as of Wednesday pricing was at ten one. Okay, and then you have a similar situation with Demarcus Cousins, um, priced up at ten two. Okay, mm-hmm. so those are your two potential uh, situations here. Right, and I've, we've just talked about how. You know, it feels very gross for you have to like your your value option basically is John Henson is where you can 
uh, make a case for. Okay, mm-hmm. so th- that's the situation you have. Or at small forward, what you can do for the same price range too is go all the way down to Lubal Dang at forty three hundred, and he's you know who's paid off seven and a half x plus in two of the last three contests. So if I have to choose between Henson and Lubal Dang, that's a no brainer for me. I'm going Lubal Dang. I'm leaving mm-hmm. the big guys alone at small forward, and then I'm taking Cousins in my lineup. So that would be my potential play. That's how I would work that out. You, you I take, think. Yeah, I think that actually makes sense, too, because Miami is one of the few teams that's being paced up here, so they're actually in a pretty good spot. So going and taking a guy like Dang, who's a cheap option on a team getting paced up, you know, you figure a few more possessions, maybe he gets a couple more points, and, you know, I, I think he's a lot safer than, you know, using Henson in this spot. Yeah, so that's the way I'm going to approach it. You get you, Henson is not a starter, okay, and he's can pay off that price tag. But if you go Cousins, Walden, you have two starters, guys who are, are basically guaranteed to get 30 plus minutes. And Demarcus Cousins has been every bit as productive as a superstar as LeBron has. So mm-hmm. um, that's going to be my tiebreaker there. I get yeah, two, so I, you're you're basically going with positional scarcity, which yes. is you know the idea that if you can't find an option that's cheap at one position. You know, you're better off using a cheap option you can stomach at another position and then paying up here. So with all these guys towards the top, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, we have six teams playing, and there are literally six guys who I think are all, you know, you can make a case for. Monroe, Bosch, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, DeMarcus Cousins. All six of the power forwards on the six teams that are playing here are somebody who you can legitimately see and have already scored 40, 50 fantasy points this year, so... Yeah. You know, that's that's where all the talent really lies. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how I sort of figured those out. I was like, all right, I have to make a decision between two of these these big dudes here. Which of the two, these are my two combos that I can create. Which of the two do I feel like I have a better overall ceiling with? And that's the way I, I, I like to go about it. All right, um, so I think we've efficiently covered the, the power forwards and the small forward that we revisited there. Um, and <laughs> so you, you see how you have to sort of go back and forth and unplug you know, certain positions, especially on yeah. smaller slates, when mm-hmm. you, you, you have some tough options to make. And this is what I like to do. So um, we've covered that. And before we get to the, uh, the center position there, I want to let you know that if you're looking at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players but not his entire team, but your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to, well, now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, um, uh, ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo, Trout versus A-Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges are even easier. No Halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and no, and go download the No Halftime app at your uh, iPhone and Android uh, on your an- iPhone and Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code Rotowire at sign up. No Halftime, where fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, center position here. Uh, we got a monster that I think th- don't think. Um, the lineup construction is going to allow us to use in Hassan Whiteside, who triple-double with blocks, which is mm-hmm. absolutely nasty last night. So yeah. congrats to anybody who used him. Uh, that was awesome. DeAndre Jordan is another priced-up player that we're not probably uh, going to be able to use at 7,500. So I think we have to go right into value t- territory here. So what's what's your strategy here? Well, I mean, if you, if you can fit Whiteside, he's the best play, in my opinion, by far. I like him a lot more than DeAndre the Jordan. For, for yeah, no, but that's what I'm going to say. It's going to be hard. Uh-huh. So you're probably looking at um, Costa Kufis for Sacramento, uh, especially if Willie Cauley-Stein is out again. He'll see more minutes than he has been. Uh-huh. And the guy who I kind of like is Andrew Bogut from the Golden State Warriors. 
Um, Bogut's been playing a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. He's been putting up like you know five or six X in his last two games. Yes. So I think if I'm going to have to go down and save, he's probably the guy that I have the most faith in because mm-hmm. I don't want to use Mozgov or, or Verizhou. Um, You know, again, Azili, Spates, like these aren't guys that, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to feel comfortable having in my roster. And, I mean, it, it's such a small slate. You really don't have that many other options. So for me, I think you're kind of looking at uh, – Kufis or Bogut as the guys that you want to save with. Um, I actually the, the way the, I'm going to sort of take a look at at the pricing here between the three guys. You've got Kufis at 3900, but he has been very unproductive and very uneven. So he's really GPP only for me. So to me, you're choosing between Bogut and Mozgov. You get Mozgov at 4K. And you get um, Bogut at 4,800. So those are your two options there. And you just choose it between the two as um, which you can afford. If you can afford Bogut for 48, I go with him. If I have to go down to the 800 because I need the salary, then I go to Moskov. Both of them are getting up around 20-ish minutes and putting up you know double-digit points with a chip-in blocks and you know five plus rebounds. So those are really your only two options if you're not paying up for White, Hassan Whiteside. There really isn't anybody else that you can use and f- and feel good about um, overall. So mm-hmm. um, taking look at here uh, Maurice Spates yeah just no, no I can't do it no. been playing five minutes as of late so those are your um, options for, for the day um, and that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today hopefully we've nailed down some pretty good options for you on Thursday we'll be back on Friday um, to cover the full NBA slate so make sure you check that out uh, don't forget you can subscribe on Twitter uh, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher to the Rotowire DFS podcast and you can follow Benny uh, R11 on Twitter and Josh Hayes FS if you have any questions questions or comments we always appreciate getting the tweets and uh you know questions about the dfs we'll definitely get back to you thanks for listening and we'll see you next show